0: Yo, check this out. My name is Ezra Hill, and right now, I'm introducing you to my podcast. It's called Hill of Beans. It's a podcast about nothing and everything. My co-host Casey and I are going to be breaking down life from the perspective of two Midwestern middle-aged minds. We're not experts, just ordinary everyday people like you trying to navigate this vessel called life. And these waters can get rough. Our goal is to help keep you on course without having to abandon ship. So I hope you'll enjoy our episodes. You just might find them inadvertently interesting and informative. And hopefully it'll amount to more than a hill of beans. And welcome back to the Hill Beans Podcast Show. I am Ezra Hill, and here with my co-host, Casey. Uh, Casey, it's been a while since we've recorded. Um, what have you been up to? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well,
0: wait, we're, you know, know what? Before it we has. Get, before we get into that. What? Have you looked at any of our stats lately? Like.
1: Our are, we, downloads. are we still worldwide? Yes, we are, we are worldwide. Um, and we actually got a few messages in asking if we would do a live show. Um, and Dude, then that
0: live show is, in my opinion, for me, would be political suicide. <laughs>
1: they're tough too. Like, um, uh, I don't know. I said, why, I'm not why sure. Why do they
0: want us to do that? Did they? Did the? Was this a fake account?
1: No, this is real. Um, I don't know if it's because they you know, want to see us sit together and us, Oh. you know, right. I understand right now they're seeing my makeup
0: and stuff.
1: Yeah. All that makeup. Um, you know, what's awesome right now is I don't have to do my makeup.
0: Yeah, I know. I can tell.
1: Right. Thanks. (laughs) 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 Yeah. You see, you see how it is, but you see what I look like here. And then when we go out, totally different. Um, here's the thing is I think maybe some people are visual And some people are, you know, more audio. Uh, And so it could be that crowd that feels like, oh, they really like the podcast, but they would like to see, see it live also.
0: Well, isn't that kind of the new trend now with podcasts is to do them live.
1: Yeah, we can go. So I don't,
0: me personally, I don't really understand that because I'm like, it's a podcast for like your earbuds or your radio, you know, Mm -hmm. to play in your car or whatever, but People want, actually want to sit down and watch us talk.
1: Yeah. So we would have, if we chose to do that, we'd have our own YouTube channel. And so we'd be on our channels that we're currently on now um, for the podcast. And then we would also have a YouTube channel where you could see, say you are more visual, where you would see it, mm. um, you know, or if we had, you know, um, a guest speaker or, you know, I think it just, some people are engaged more visually, Um, So if
0: we did one live, is it like when you go, when you go on YouTube, is it like live, like Facebook live, live or do we just record it? Edit it and then
1: yeah we send could it out yeah on we the, could um, on tube yeah we could record and then upload to our channel on YouTube okay I mean you could do Facebook Live but that <laughs> that I agree is, is
0: political suicide I just think. Yeah, in the age of cancel culture, that's not a good idea.
1: (laughs) I feel like sometimes you and I need bleepers to bleep some things out. Yeah, I
0: mean, I probably flirt (laughs) And you can't
1: do that when it's live.
0: I I push the envelope sometimes, and I think I flirt sometimes with kind of my opinions and... um, you know, you, you never know. All, all I really care about is the truth and trying to speak the truth. I mean, I have a kind of a weird sense of humor and I like to joke around. Yeah, you're kind of weird. I think humor <laughs> is important in life. Uh, and it sort of helps me uh, deal and process things, you know, it, it, my own way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I think sometimes it's hard for people to understand uh, my sense of humor. Um, you know, I think sometimes people are like, God, what a... You know, I've been told multiple times I'm a jerk or, or oh. an asshole, but
1: uh, what do you do that makes people,
0: I think, I don't know, maybe sometimes I'm, I, I probably am a little insensitive uh, with certain things, um, you know, because I'm more like, uh, just kind of at times I'll say how i think it is
1: (laughs) no really
0: Uh, i definitely
1: learned that about you but i mean do you have do you use your humor some people use it as a defense mechanism to protect themselves so like if somebody's saying hey you're an a-hole because you just cracked that joke did you really mean it or um or is it like, you know well, how some people I, take bad things and try, turn them into funny to kind of lighten it? or?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that could be. I mean, I think, I think I've had issues with um, anxiety and being introverted my entire life, especially when I was younger. And I sort of had to... Uh, that was a battle that took me a long time to overcome. And I wouldn't say I've necessarily won it. I've just had to trick my mind into... Uh, beating my anxiety and my introvertedness. You know, I would say, I mean, I've never been officially diagnosed, but I would say I have an What were you disorder. like in high school? High school? Uh,
1: Can you remember <clears throat> that far back?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, y- y- high school, I was uh, not popular. It, it was like, it- it- when I went into high school, pretty much the only thing I knew how to do was play sports. I wasn't uh, good at you know being the life of the party I wasn't good at gir- with girls you know I was just introverted the only thing I did when I was a kid was play sports that was all I knew how to do what
1: did you play uh,
0: uh, football the main sports I played was football basketball and baseball okay uh, played I took some golf lessons while I was a kid and played golf too but not not for any not for any school teams um, so when I got into high school By the time I was a junior I had been basically cut from everything <laughs> Wow So I was basically left with Well shit What the hell am I going to do now okay. <laughs> You know because that was all I had They cut you? Yeah Ron, Ron Colley man Well, for those They're of, a good school I went school to, I went to Ron sports. Colley High School Which is a high school in Indianapolis Catholic yeah. High School on the mm-hmm. south side And um, You know, it's it was a competitive school with sports and I did not push myself like I should have. I held I held because of my introvertedness and anxiety and things like that. That was that consumed a lot of me. Therefore, I did not go all out the way I should have. I mean, I could have made those teams. I just didn't push myself to the limit I needed to push myself to make the team, you know? I mean, because I, that's how it was, like, my freshman sophomore year, and I was making the teams. But it was just by the time my junior year rolled around and you had younger classmen coming in that were really good and getting called up to JV and mm-hmm. varsity and all that. It and just, maybe
1: working harder and more committed. Yeah. I do think if you were a – if you played three sports – I do think at that level of those kind of schools that have, you know, sports systems like that, it's hard to hang in at the top level because oh yeah you have kids now giving up every sport for one sport to be yeah, the best. It,
0: it wasn't the thing, you know, at that time you played three sports year round, you didn't play, you didn't pick one mm-hmm. and play it. Uh, year round, you know, like kids do nowadays. Mm. Uh, it, it, that wasn't the thing back then. So okay. it was like when I was growing up, we were all just three sport athletes.
1: Yeah. I, I agree. That's what I did.
0: Yeah. Huh. Uh, but now it's, it's different because it's so competitive. Now you got to, um, pick a sport and go with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you have to concentrate on dedicate all your time to that because every sport is so competitive now. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, yeah. I don't, I don't even know how we got on this. So,
1: yeah, I was just asking, you know, so you were introverted oh, yeah, in we high were, school. We were,
0: you were wondering how yeah. I became a jerk
1: and, well, you, was, and,
0: and telling jokes and stuff.
1: Yeah, some people don't uh, get your humor. Well, yeah,
0: so basically my by the time my junior year rolled around, well, I, I think I did I did try out for the basketball team, and I, like, I worked out – I did the open gyms and everything all summer, and I made it like – a week before the first game, like, I thought I was on the team, and they called me down the office and cut me. <laughs> I oh, was, like, that's, the last that's person. sad. Yeah, I was, like, the last person to get cut. Mm. Uh, so, I, you know, at that point, I was just, like, devastated. I was, like, I had, you know, I quit playing football. I could have gone out, back out for football, I guess, but at that time, I had quit playing football to work on baseball and basketball, and so I got cut from both of those and so I was just uh, kind of devastated at that point, and that's when I started kind of going down the wrong path, mm-hmm. if, so to speak. Of
1: uh, oh, you were, you became a bad boy.
0: Well, not really. I mean, what's I, the I just ba- got in the
1: bad path.
0: Well, where I just didn't really care about much. Okay. You know, where you kind of head into that rebellious teenage state where if your life isn't going the way you want then you kind of rebel you get into some trouble here and there and Mm -hmm. make some bad decisions um but thankfully you know I was basically like my senior by the time my senior year rolled around you know I had you know kind of been drinking and smoking and that type of thing, things I'm not proud of and I shouldn't have been doing, but it was just sort of, I didn't have anything else, you know, Mm -hmm. and I I was working a full-time job. Well, no, I, let me rephrase that. I was working a part-time job, but pretty much every day after school, you know? Uh, So I was uh, doing that. And then uh, my senior year, basically I didn't have any intentions of going to college So I uh, basically was signed up to be a Marine. Mm. Um, Well, I had all but signed the dotted line. I had met with recruiters, taken some tests. Um, They were really interested. Obviously, I think they're interested in anyone. (laughs) Uh, But, uh, you know, so that was kind of my thought process, you know, and my intention was to go into the military. Uh, But then the only school i applied to was purdue university and um i remember getting a letter and they said they were still i got a letter from purdue and they it said they were still considering me mm. and hadn't ruled me out yet as allowing me to attend mm-hmm. so i was kind of like ah, whatever um and then like i think about three weeks after that i got another letter saying i got in Ooh. So, um that sort of changed my course. Um
1: Well, you must have been doing okay on your grades.
0: Well, I mean, I was a I would say I was a C B student, but okay. it wasn't It was enough to get in. Yeah, it, oh yeah, I mean, I don't think I had any A's my entire except maybe PE. <laughs> my entire, and I just didn't apply myself. I hated school. It didn't interest me. Um you know, and it was, just, I, I just didn't really fit in to Ron Collie and their vibe and what they were all about. Mm. So, uh, I ended up going to uh, one of my old friends called me up and he's like, Hey, I heard you're going to Purdue. You know, I'm going, you want a room together? And I was like, okay. So that kind of was the direction. My
1: were you an took. introvert when you got to college? Oh yeah. Oh, you stayed that way.
0: Oh yeah. I, I've been that way most of my life. Uh, but i discovered alcohol and when you're an introvert and you have an anxiety disorder the alcohol changes all that okay because you know when you get alcohol in your system then it becomes
1: you become oh, social hey,
0: yeah hey i'm not afraid to talk to girls okay. i don't care what people think <laughs> you know what i mean uh-huh. uh so um that was a big thing that was the wrong way to treat
1: What I had going on, yeah. Yeah.
0: And like I said, I haven't been diagnosed... You you
1: self-medicated.
0: Yeah, I haven't been professionally diagnosed. But based on my life and everything I've had to deal with because of it... I I mean, basically... I know uh, I have an anxiety disorder. Uh-huh. You know, I've researched it. I've, you know, yeah. And, and again, I'm not a doctor.
1: No, you're good. <laughs> um, my, my husband has some, um, he, he expresses that when he has to be social, that his cup gets emptied real quick. So, oh like, yeah. It drains him.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: Are you like that?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. 100%. Like after I do these, episodes here. Yeah. I'll go home and crash.
1: Oh, come on. Are you serious? <laughs> I'm
0: dead serious. The worst is like when I have a, uh, a council meeting or I have to give a speech or, you know, campaign dude, that drains really? me. Oh my God. It's, yeah. uh, it's like instant. And sometimes what's weird is because of my anxiety, What's what happens is I get I go through this flow and then I get home and like I don't even remember what what happened.
1: Really? I don't
0: remember things I said. Like you black out. (laughs) In some ways, yes. That's why if I have something specific I have to address at a council meeting, I will prepare a statement. So I know I remember what what to what to say. Yeah, because if I don't, then I'll. I'll forget. Um, I'll forget to say something, or I'll get home and be like, "Man, I forgot what I said."
1: Yeah, you know. Um, Mm -hmm.
0: So it's it's extremely challenging, but I had to I had to conquer it the old fashioned way, which was. you're not special. You just got to deal with it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right. life's coming at you, right. whether you like it or not, you, yeah. you can either deal with it and try and move on. I, I knew well, if you're I, doing
1: good because like sitting, you're we're sitting right here right now, you're doing the podcast. Yeah, yeah. You're very involved yeah, with I've, people.
0: I've, uh, like I said, I had to, um, basically trick my mind into, uh, well, and, um, here's what else I will say. Uh, Education goes a long way too um, because if you're not confident in what you're saying and you don't have facts and information to back it up, it's extremely difficult to not look like a fool mm-hmm. you know because I see it all the time on social media and that where people just start spewing stuff out there and then I'm like, you look like a complete fool because none of what you're saying is really true you're just assuming things mm-hmm. you know so uh, and I, I tell my kids this. Too, that um, it, your education is extremely important. And I'm not saying you got to go to college to be successful. You know, me, I, I consider myself a student of life mm-hmm. where I'm constantly learning things. I'm constantly trying to uh, improve myself and improve my knowledge because that goes a long way in, in discussing things, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and it helps with, co- with your confidence, too, because if you know... The truth, and you know facts and you know information. It's a lot easier to deliver it
1: mm-hmm. than if you're when out you're confident there. Yeah, in it. Exactly, mm-hmm. I agree.
0: Well, so, anyways, back to the original question: Yeah,
1: why do people think you're a jerk?
0: Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Well, I th- not everyone does, and I think sometimes people assume that, like, man, what's that dude's problem? Because I don't, you know, I might be in a room of people and I might not be very social. Uh-huh. It's just, it's not that I don't want to be. It's just my natural anxiety and introvertedness is preventing me from doing that. Okay. You know? And so that's probably one reason because
1: misunderstood you're misunderstood. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, because that happened to me a lot when I was growing up is like, how, what's wrong? How come you're not saying anything? What's wrong? What's wrong? And I'm like, nothing's wrong with me. Damn it. Right. <laughs> Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> you know?
1: So how do you, how does an introverted person who can't self medicate with alcohol Uh, How do they Have a first date Or engage a girl Or like How do you ask somebody out And go do that When you have all these nerves
0: Well When I was younger It was alcohol
1: And I can ask you this Because you're not married Correct So Uh,
0: Yeah When I was younger You know Alcohol Was your tool Right Fraternity parties um, That was how I met girls uh, Mostly um, Or friend of a friend You know now, uh, well, now I don't even care. <laughs> you, I, at a certain point in your life, you have to adjust your priorities, and you have to adjust your priorities and and, and tweak your way of thinking to where you kind of just don't give a shit anymore about certain things. Like I used to be afraid. Oh man, I, I, number one out of the gate, I don't even know what to say. I don't even kind of like how I open up with this podcast.
1: Mm-hmm. Most
0: of the time, I don't know what to open up with and it's ridiculous.
1: Right. <laughs> but, right. Uh,
0: but, uh, you know, now I just, when I see, you know, and, and you still get a little bit of nerves and stuff every once in a while, but most of the time I just don't care. Yeah, like, yeah, there's a million fish in the sea, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you
1: are, you, can, are, we ta- are we talking, are we talking about girls? You can, <laughs> Yeah.
0: There's a million women in the women ocean. There is. Uh, so.
1: Just waiting for an Ezra. Uh,
0: well, I don't know. Um, they usually, I throw the bait, but they usually don't take it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what kind of bait are no, you throwing? Uh,
0: Worms? Not good. Not good pickup lines. <laughs> no. Uh, now I, I'm just pretty laid back in a sense of, you know, I know, hey, you can like me for me or not. That's it. You know, and if you don't like me for me, that's totally fine, too. I'm not your person. And uh,
1: yeah, I'm over that. I'm, I'm with you. I'm done with. It's OK if somebody doesn't like me. It took me a long time. Pl- a long time yeah. to get there, well, but it's the, okay. It, and that's not on me.
0: Yeah. Don't get me wrong. You know, I mean, if, if I get rejected or ghosted or stood up, you know, I mean, yeah, it, it's a hit to the self-esteem, but I'm just to the point in my life where I just recover a lot quicker, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I've stopped asking the question, what's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just, I am who I am and I move on.
1: I am who I am and I don't give a damn. Yeah,
0: (laughs) pretty much. And I think getting back to my sense of humor, I just, uh, I I love to laugh because it's a good, here's one thing with me, like having an anxiety disorder. If you can tell, for me, if I can tell a joke and get people laughing it instantly eases. It puts a little bit of my anxiety at ease because mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, these people are accepting me. You know, the worst is when you tell a joke and <laughs> no one laughs. <laughs>, laughs, and they're sitting there staring at you like, what's this guy's problem? You <laughs> know, what's his deal? Yeah. Uh, so that's sort of probably why I am the way I am. But I do love to laugh, man. I mean, I I, I love comedies. I love, you know watching Saturday Night Live, that, mm-hmm. that type of stuff. I mm-hmm. mean, it's, it's hilarious. I love to laugh. And, and I think because, you know, I life is stressful and it's tough, obviously. So I try to... I, I need breaks where I can laugh and enjoy life and it helps ease everything. Yeah,
1: account. we don't want it real serious.
0: Yeah. You, life is serious. You gotta have and a good so, balance. Yeah. You gotta have a good balance. You
1: gotta definitely work at breaking up, you know getting that laughter in and looking at life because life will always be dealing heavy things. Oh, yeah. Right. And so it is important.
0: Yes. Life, probably 50 percent of the time, life is going to suck, in my <laughs> opinion. And so it's a it's a it's a, a, a balance of 50 percent suck, 50 percent good, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of times the 50 the percent that isn't good There's a percentage of that that can be prevented, I think, based on how you behave and act as an an individual. Mm -hmm. You know, your conduct, how you treat other people. Mm -hmm. Are you working hard? Are you, you know, are you doing the right things? That type of thing. Mm -hmm. So. uh, So
1: while this is super random conversation we're having, do we have any other randoms in here? (laughs) So we know uh, we know you're an introvert, and we know that people don't get you sometimes. That you could be it, misunderstood.
0: Yeah, and but I wasn't planning on making this episode about me.
1: I know, I did that. <laughs> you know what? I uh, asked one question and then another and it snowballed.
0: Since we're talking about me, I I did Cheat a little bit on my diet over the weekend. Ooh, what'd had, you eat? I had Wingstop. Have you ever had that? Oh, that's so good. <laughs> and I had. What their, flavor? Garlic? Well, they got these new. <laughs> I saw the commercial for their new chicken sandwiches. <laughs> oh, yeah. <no. laughs> I got the lemon pepper one. Okay. It, yeah, it was good. But mostly. Is it breaded? Yeah. Okay. But it's so good. Is it big? Uh, yeah. Well, it's not huge. I mean, it, it's decent. Like, they'll yes. get... If you eat one in the fries, you'll get full. But their fries are the shiz. Really? If you know the, the Parmesan... Get the Parmesan fries with ranch.
1: Yeah. You're making yeah, my mouth. So longer. good. It's so good. So good. Uh,
0: your yeah, your taste buds will have a nice little joygasm going yeah,
1: on. Yeah, yeah, right joygasm in cool. your mouth. There's a party in your mouth going on right now. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: <laughs> well good. I'm glad that you cheated and then hopped right back on your protein.
0: Yeah 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 but um yeah so that was the highlight of my weekend
1: <laughs> <laughs> the party in your mouth the
0: the, wing <laughs> the stop, uh, yeah pretty much uh well that's
1: good Do this how statistically how many people do you think are are suffering from an anxiety disorder
0: hmm. i don't know i've never i've never researched or look into that um I think a lot, okay, I mean, I, hell, I might even be willing to say like forty to fifty percent of the population. I mean okay. you got introverts and extroverts, yeah,
1: you know? um, and
0: another- I, I would I sometimes call myself the extroverted introvert mm-hmm. because I uh, go outside of my box, I guess, so you make speak. yourself
1: you push yourself to be uncomfortable, yeah,
0: because you know a part of me wants to be like. Ezra, don't ever run for office again. Don't ever give a public, don't ever volunteer or ag- agree to do a public speech ever again or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, mm-hmm. um, because I don't want to because of my anxiety the and the way it makes me feel. before oh, and yeah. then how
1: you feel after.
0: And it used to be when I was younger, um, it, like it would, I, it would cause me issues like months in advance. Yeah. But now I really don't get nervous to like the night before or the day of, then I mm-hmm. kind of start thinking about like, Oh God, why would I do this? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> hope I don't poop my pants when I get up there. Right. <laughs> hope I don't shit myself when I get up there and start talking. Just
1: wear a diaper
0: or puke or whatever. Uh- <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm I wearing mean, are a diaper. You I'm, wearing in the, I'm wearing a diaper in the middle so, of a speech, and then I so just So let me, stop let's go,
1: rewind ah. because we have an example. We have an example. We, you and I both just um, spoke for a little bit um, during the election. I introduced you, so mm-hmm. you did speak. Um, now what? So just let's talk about that because that just happened. Were you nervous? Yeah, you were.
0: Oh yeah. Um well it was uh
1: I didn't know that you was were a nervous.
0: T- that was a tough speech because there was a lot at play because I was trying to I had a real, I had a message to relay but I had to do it uh, Strategically. Strategically with the right words without taking a risk of Someone taking what I was saying and, and mis- telling other people... Can you believe- yeah, can you believe words. what he was saying? Um,
1: you know people are going to do that anytime they can. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Especially in politics. Uh, uh, so I
1: agree, like that anxiety when you're giving a speech about, you know, some intense topics or, or things that people are passionate about. You would be worried that they're going to take, if you don't get it right when you speak...
0: Yeah. You
1: Um, know, we see it happen to the president all the time, right? If you can't, and that's not what he meant. Or, you know, it's whatever angle people want to look at it.
0: uh, Things get taken out of context all the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, and and that's part of it. And I understand that, Um, you know, but it's when you're speaking in front of a crowd of people, especially people you don't know, uh, you just never know how they're going to react, you know, to what you have to say. Um, You know, I've been fortunate enough that, I've never completely collapsed or anything like that when I've been given a speech to where like I freeze up or I stumble or I can't remember what I was going to say. I mean, I make pretty good speech notes or I Mm -hmm. try to, Mm -hmm. so I don't lose my train of thought and embarrass myself or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, Uh, because you're up there, especially from a political standpoint or whatever you're doing. If you're public speaking, you have a message to deliver. And that's the most important part. You don't want the most important thing from your speech to be like, oh, man, can you believe how bad he messed up?
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> you
0: know. Didn't
1: they say, um, isn't there something that says when you get up there and speak, just imagine that everybody's naked? Yeah. And, I, yeah, and I've yeah, always yeah. wondered, like, how I've could never, that help I've anything? never
0: done that because that...
1: What would, would that throw help?
0: me way off even more yeah. because I'd be like, oh my God, look at her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> never, I have never
1: oh, got yeah. that theory.
0: I start drooling up there. And they're like, what's yeah. his problem? Oh, he's picturing you naked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I never do that. I've never done that. Uh But I think maybe, yeah, there are probably little tricks um, that you can do to help with that stuff. I mean, deep breaths, obviously. Uh, Do you you believe
1: in in being medicated? So mental illness, you know, uh, the talk about it and how forward and upfront people are being now about their situations, which vary widely do you know there's been some controversy over are we over medicated um for things that really this is just how it is should how you should feel being you know a human um and are we are we are we over medicated um or are we medicating the wrong things i just want your opinion like do you because we do there are people that need help Mm -hmm. but you know, is anxiety one of them? What level, at what point do you say, okay, my anxiety is all the way to this point, so now we should need to get a doctor involved, right? Yeah. Because I, they're saying people are popping pills for, you know, um, anything.
0: Right. Uh, well, I think medication should be an absolute last resort, um, in my opinion, because when once you start taking the medications, um, you're kind of opening another... whole nother can of worms there because one you have to take it correctly for it to work sometimes there's side effects sometimes if you if you just up and say you've been taking it for several months and then you just quit taking it that can cause major issues Mm -hmm. with your mind Mm -hmm. um you know uh and then depending on when you start taking it i mean is this something you have to take the rest of your life what are the side effects what are the long term effects you know mm-hmm. some medications you don't know necessarily all the long term effects uh You know, uh, it's some people believe and there might be some truth to this. I haven't really researched it. I'm not in the medical field, but, you know, some people think when when you've been on medications for most of your life, they can cause cancer and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I guess you have to look at the pros and cons of all that. Um, But I think there are ways to conquer um, illnesses and disorders without medication, but not, not every case. I mean, not you know, I case. think I'm not saying you should not take medicine. I mean, I, I take some medications uh, that help help me uh, greatly. and um, But I'm also very cautious when a doctor wants to throw a medication at me because I'm like, you know, what are my alternatives first? Because right. I would prefer not to take medication, mm-hmm. you know, especially with kids. I mean, you know, I guess in a way because sometimes I think maybe if I would have had therapy and medication when I was younger maybe I wouldn't have had such a hard time dealing with my anxiety Um, but I really I really don't know because not having that just forced me to basically deal with it on my own and, and, and in a sense the you know like when I was in college and drinking you know I was sort of dealing with it that way, mm-hmm. which wasn't good, you know? Right. Uh, so, you know, it, there's, I think there's a right way, but once I got out of college and then I wasn't drinking as much anymore, you know, it forced me to take a look at it from a sober standpoint is, mm-hmm. okay, I have anxiety. How do I deal with it?
1: Right. Cause you can't treat it with that way your whole life. That's not healthy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what are you're saying before you, before you, the doctor says, let's do this. You want to try, you know, every, the, the path that does not involve the medication first to see if that works before you say Well, yeah,
0: but I think, you know, a lot of that will fall on the individual or the parents of, of a child, um. Because, you know, a doctor, a lot of doctors treat the symptoms, not the disorder or the problem, you know, and you have to basically, you know, your family doctors probably going to have their way of doing things and how they, you know, what, you know, okay, let me write you a prescription. That's usually kind of how it goes. Um, But if you're like, hey. I don't want to. That's my last resort. Then you're going to have to probably uh, do some research on your own to try and figure out what are alternatives to dealing with anxiety or this or that, um, rather than going the route of medication. You mm-hmm. know? I think there's different levels of anxiety disorders. I think mine was pretty extreme when I was young because I absolutely, I had a, an absolute fear of being around people I didn't know. Mm-hmm. You know, like, when I was in grade school, in junior high and high school, if I had to get up and give a presentation in front of a class, I mean, dude, I thought my life was over. Like, I hated it. <laughs> I, I mean, it was terrible. It, like, it was just extreme... Torture for me, um, but you know, looking back at, it, I mean, it's not that big. But you, you just high school, like I said, when you're not popular and you don't really fit into your high school, and then you have to do something like that, it's it's ex, excruciatingly difficult mm-hmm. uh, to to do something like that because you're just so paranoid, and kids are
1: were you little bullied?
0: Jerks. Kids are little. Even, was I bullied? Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah, I was. Mostly by upperclassmen um, because I didn't have an older brother, Mm -hmm. you know. It was like I had some friends who did have older brothers, so that helped (laughs) a little bit. But uh, it was mostly, man, when I was growing up, the upperclassmen, and, and I just kind of assumed that's how life was, was upperclassmen were just, Fucking jerks, uh-huh. and you know it was like, you know, football practice where if you went in the bathroom or what, wherever, man, they, they were waiting. <laughs> well, I'm sure <laughs> I mean, that
1: didn't help uh, your anxiety.
0: Oh no, no, I mean it, it but it was like it, I I wouldn't go back and change any of it because it taught me to defend my to stick yeah. up for myself, you mm-hmm. know, and defend myself, um, you know, and, and so, and that's a that's another. Tough subject too is the bullying, you know, mm-hmm. that goes on in schools and that, and how kids deal with it. Uh, you know, because I think there's some serious situations out there where absolutely 100 um, percent teachers and parents need to step in and and resolve the issue. But you know, sometimes I'm kind of like. <sighs> You know, I, as much as I didn't like it, I, I wouldn't change it because it just... It
1: made me who you it, are. It,
0: yeah, it taught me that life isn't easy, mm-hmm. you know. You're you're going to have people that, for whatever reason, don't like you or whatever. And it usually stems because they have their own issues, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, and, and that's why there's like this, these big anti-bullying campaigns. And some days I'm kind of like... You know, I think to an extent, yeah, we you need to monitor it and, and keep an eye on it because, you know, some kids get pushed and bullied to a point where they want to commit suicide or they yeah. do or, or, you know, something terrible happens. And I get it. And, and what needs to happen, and it's hard, is, you know, if you're getting bullied, you got to somehow find some friends if possible because if you form your own little group of friends and y'all get bullied together <laughs> it's a little bit easier yeah. you know because I mean? oh hey johnny he really got you man <laughs> yeah he did oh yeah my ass still hurts from that wedgie you know what i mean <laughs> uh As support uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah uh <laughs> you know oh, so yeah, I, I, maybe i think you know I, and i don't know you know i'm not a teacher i'm not I don't know what goes on at schools as far as the bullying and how they handle it and all that, but hopefully, yeah, they, the teachers and that can kind of put some support groups together for these kids or whatever. I mean, it, it's just tough, you know, and why kids are the way they are. I don't know. It's just how some of them are, you know, that, uh-huh. but that's just sort of, for me, that was just kind of life. And, uh, it, it, it's a part of who I am now, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. and, I think you can see that, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. you look back and you know how you got here today is because of what you went through, you know, prior. And so I think it's so important for these kids to know that this is not the rest of your life. This is temporary. And this, you know, back when you're in high school, you think that that is like the center of your universe. It is forever. Mm-hmm. These are the only people you're going to hang out with. Yeah. And then you get, you know, off to college or, you know, wh- whatever, past the high school point. And you're like, I only stayed friends with a handful of them. You oh, know? yeah. I think like, I, it was so not a big deal. I
0: think I only talked to, like, five or less of people I went to high school with mm-hmm. now. You know, and when you look at your the, your entire life, high school is only, like, a very small fraction of it. I mean, but you're young and very impressionable. You know, so you have the memories and all that. And that's the early stage of your life. So those are the things that are are happening to you that, you know, make you who you are. You
1: know? Yeah. Well, thanks for um, opening up about your anxiety.
0: Yeah, I didn't know. That wasn't my intention. I
1: don't even know. know, Yeah, We're just just going to call this episode like one of those random episodes because we just got to talking and it just hopped on that subject.
0: Yeah. um, But we we do
1: need to cover like the mental illness, you know, and the bullying. Like those are all all episodes in that, like, as far as topics in in themselves.
0: Yeah, for sure. um, Those are, those are going to be ongoing topics, you know, that we will probably uh, touch on from time to time just because it's such a serious uh, issue. And it, it's basically, you know, mental health experts are saying there's a mental health crisis right now going on. And mm-hmm. it's they when you when they look at how it's increased over the last few years, well, more than the last few years, probably the last decade or so, mm-hmm. it, it's all s- begun from when the time social media kicked in and yeah. and and evolved. So yeah social media seems to be driving the mental health crisis right now.
1: Absolutely. So I think we need to cover that. Um, but I think it's good. I think we can wrap this episode up. I think it's good for people to hear from you um, that you've struggled with some things in your life and it keeps us human Ezra. Yeah. Uh,
0: 100%. Yeah. What, what I would say is if, if you do have, if you're introverted, there's nothing wrong. Don't think that because you have an anxiety disorder or, You're introverted. That there's something wrong with you. I mean, Mm -hmm. when I was growing up, that was the finger was pointing at me. Like, what's what's wrong? What's your problem? Why aren't you talking? You know, right? (laughs) And it's like it's just who I am. This is who you, yeah. Uh, So just don't think that there's something wrong with you. It's just how some of us are wired. And you know, obviously with with the access to the internet now, do some research on your own on and learn some techniques and figure out some things on how to deal with it. But also. You know, do talk to your doctor about it. Uh, talk to your family about it. Um, and, and, you know, it is it is good to uh, see a therapist and, and things like that if you feel the need. Um, because they can give you tools and uh, things to do to help you deal with it and how you can get out in the world. But it is possible to... Um, accomplish things if you are introverted or you have an anxiety disorder, it doesn't mean you can't be successful or anything like that.
1: Yeah. Look at you.
0: Well, I don't know. And success is uh, defined by an individual themselves.
1: I I agree. One (laughs) hundred percent.
0: Yeah. So anyways, well, hey, that's a little bit about anxiety. And who knows what we'll talk about next time.
1: Yep. You guys, you can can check us out on the Hill of Beans with Ezra and Casey uh, Facebook group. Go ahead. You can join there. We love to hear from you. Also, if you want to shoot us an email, it's hofbeans at gmail.com.